Hi everyone, I'm Rosemarie Miller here with Saroos Farvar, a senior writer here at Forbes, here to tell us about why cruise robo-taxis halted operations nationwide. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So first, just give us like a brief overview of what happened. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been quite a busy several weeks uh, for Cruise um, over the last uh, I would say yeah, month month to two months maybe. Um, but yes, you're you're what you're referring to really stems from an incident that took place uh, not too far from where I am right now. Um, I live in Oakland, California. This incident happened October second in San Francisco, and at the time, Cruise was um, running its driverless cars. Um, in San Francisco, picking up passengers, sort of like a, a ride hail type service. Um, and what happened was almost kind of a freak accident. There was a woman, uh, a pedestrian, who was hit by a human driven car. And then um, at shortly after the moment of impact, she was thrown into an adjacent lane and set directly into the path of a, of a cruise car. And she was then not only hit by that cruise car, but was actually dragged uh, approximately 20 feet um, by that cruise car before it came to a stop. Um, the woman remains uh, in the hospital to this day, more than a month after that incident. Um, the next day, October 3rd, cruise, had, uh, cruise officials had meetings with um, state officials from around uh, here in California, the Department of Motor Vehicles, the California Highway Patrol, uh, and some others. Um, ultimately, um, eventually, the California DMV decided to revoke uh, Cruise's operating permit across the state. Um, Cruise had been testing vehicles in other cities, including Los Angeles and San Diego. And then very shortly after that, just late last month, um, the company decided to pull all of its driverless cars nationwide. So that would include locations in Texas and Arizona and really uh, put on hold uh, the company's very ambitious plans to expand to numerous cities nationwide. Okay, well, the California DMV, they made the decision to revoke their permits, but this was only in California. Ha have there been like other incidents before the major incident where the lady was dragged 20 feet, unfortunately? So you're right. There have not been, to my knowledge, uh, any serious physical injuries to a person in other cities outside of California involving cruise cars. However, there have been uh, numerous instances reported in other places where cars have behaved uh, unpredictably or erratically or caused traffic jams or other kind of more minor type of incidents. Uh, I'm thinking of, of Austin, Texas, for example, uh, where mm -hmm. during a, a music festival, uh, a number of cars sort of congregated into a single location, uh, backing up traffic uh, as a result of a, of a local festival. Um, and there have been reports even prior to this very serious accident uh, here in San Francisco. Um, there were also numerous incidences that I reported on for Forbes about how the San Francisco Fire Department had documented several dozen instances where uh, crews and Waymo cars, which continue to operate here in San Francisco, um, where those cars had disrupted uh, first responders, specifically police and fire uh, and had done things like blocked uh, access to firehouses, had run over fire hoses, had gone through emergency perimeters uh, and various kinds of behaviors that the first responders felt uh, were not conducive to public safety. Um, so those entities in San Francisco, even prior to this October 2nd incident, had um, asked California regulators to uh, slow down in, in terms of their approval for um, allowing the company to operate driverlessly statewide. Ultimately, 
the California Public Utilities Commission, which is the state entity that regulates um, passenger fare, so taxis and Ubers and things like that, and ultimately crews as well, um, allowed uh, them to operate uh, in an August vote. And then just several weeks later, in early October, we had this incident that, that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And aside from halting its operations nation- nationwide, what has been Cruz's response to the situation? So it's been a very difficult uh, couple of weeks for Cruz. I just reported yesterday, uh, November 8th, for Forbes. Uh, this was an article entitled Crisis at Cruise. Robotaxi CEO confirms coming layoffs amid scramble to rebuild public trust. So the company is really kind of in a crisis mode right now. Um, I obtained a uh, audio that was leaked to to me earlier this week uh, of Cruz's all hands meeting that took place on Monday, um, where they talked about how they were going to do layoffs. Uh, Just today, uh, Thursday, November 9th, uh, the company announced that it would be uh, terminating immediately uh, some contracted workers. The company did not say how many exactly, um, but we understand that these are people who work on, you know, cleaning cars and doing other kinds of, of less like computer programming, but more interacting with the cars themselves and prepping them for rides, Um, which to me suggests that the company does not believe that they're going to be restarting their program um, here in California anytime soon. So here in California or at all nationwide? Well, again, we don't know precisely. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, what we do know is that, um, you know, General Motors, which is, of course, is Cruise's parent company, uh, has spent billions of dollars uh, on the company over the years. The company Cruise is about 10 years old, um, but this year, 2023, was supposed to be the year that they were really going to be commercially deploying. Uh, roughly a year ago, CEO Kyle Vogt um, said, you know, multiple times that um, they were by the end of 2023 they expected to be operating in 10 cities across America. Uh, but given their setbacks uh, here in California, and given the the problems that um, that have been recorded. Um, you know, that plan is certainly in jeopardy right now. So of all the technological advancements that have been promised over the last decade, why has self-driving cars been one of the hardest for companies to actually accomplish? It's a really good question. You know, I think um, it's been a challenge because, you know, if you think about, right, if, you, if you've driven, you know, even a little bit, right, if, you, if you've driven a car at any time, right, you know that it's a very you know, dynamic situation, right? There's things moving every which way. And at any moment, right? This is what they teach you in driver's ed when you're younger, right? Like at any moment, anything can change, right? Like, you know, a kid can come run out in the street, a thing could fall, who knows? Uh, You gotta be kind of on your toes all the time, right? And and we talk about distracted driving uh, all the time. And certainly humans uh, uh, make mistakes. I think one of the things that these companies are realizing is that while in you know predictable controlled situations right driving down a straight street with you know few turns and like predictable behavior that's generally pretty good most of the time but these computers and these machines and these software rely on what they call training data right so they they rely on basically telling their computer program okay here's what you should expect here's how fast things move uh, things of that nature, right? It seems that they had not predicted what they what people sometimes refer to as as quote long tail events, right? Rare events such as a woman getting hit in the lane next to you and being tossed in front of your cruise car, right? Doesn't seem like they had anticipated that situation. And frankly, I in my you know I don't know decades of driving have never fortunately never seen that in real life. So that's like a pretty rare and unusual situation to be sure. 
Um, mm. So I think that 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 those problems and and accounting for all of those different situations uh, that could occur are very very difficult. Um, that's not to say that they're impossible, but I think that the companies are learning that these are very difficult challenges, and they have spent collectively. Uh, not just Cruise and not just General Motors, but their rival companies, right? Google's arm uh, called Waymo, uh, Amazon's arm called Zooks, and a number of other companies that have sort of already risen and fallen and that are maybe not less well known, right? Many, many billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars, possibly as much as $100 billion has been spent collectively on this technology in recent years. And right now, it's only limited to operating in San Francisco by Waymo cars open to the public. So why are some states or cities more open to self-driving cars, just testing this out than others? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, I think um, the industry as a whole has lobbied for some states, uh, um, states generally, but, but some states, including California, including Texas, Arizona, and others, um, to allow you know, this technology on their roads. And you can imagine, right, it's, it's a tricky balance of, of trying to... Um, to balance public safety uh, with the interest in being open and being being um, being available and, and flexible to accommodate uh, newer technologies, but at the same time, you know, no governor, no mayor, no no police chief, no fire chief wants to be the one to have to tell the public, "Hey, we allowed these cars on our roads, and something awful happened." Right, and so I think that um, what local leaders are finding is that you know maybe it's not quite as ready for for prime time uh, as maybe some of the companies had led them to believe. Um, Waymo, of course, does continue to operate in San Francisco and does continue to operate in Phoenix, Arizona as well. Um, but Waymo, unlike Cruise, has been, in terms of their behavior, has been much more conservative about um, where they're expanding to, where they're, you know, how they're doing what they're doing. Um, they are currently testing, I know, in other parts of California and Los Angeles and other places as well. Um, but I think that, you know, it'll be interesting to see if uh, these companies really can make this a widespread commercially viable product. Right now, the record is spotty. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, where do you think self-driving cars will be in the next five years? Yeah, it's hard to say. I feel like self-driving cars is one of those technologies that is always, you know, three years away. And that's been true for a decade. <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, but you know, you do see them, right? If you were to come to San Francisco, you would see them on the street, and people, you know, people certainly turn their heads. But I feel like, in in some parts of the city, they become so commonplace that you don't even notice them anymore. And prior to Cruz's shutdown, uh, you would see them see them very commonly. That's not to say that everyone loves them, um, but that you know they're they are becoming sort of just a part of the a background noise of the city. Um, so you know, will they become commercially viable? It's it's hard to say. I mean, I think Cruz's setbacks recently and the way uh, the you know the California DMV has said that they're that they're not safe right now, um, and you know I think that that investigation is ongoing. I know uh, NHTSA, the National uh, Highway Transportation Safety Administration, a federal agency, is continuing its investigation as well. Um, but you have many you know local critics uh, from here from San Francisco. Um, I mentioned the fire department. There's also local uh, supervisors, which in other cities are called city council members, um, you know, and many others that have talked about uh, some of their concerns. So I'm not sure if this is if this is commercially viable. We will see. Uh, America, as you know, is a very big place with a lot of different, uh, you know, cultures and communities and, and climates. 
uh, right? Uh, that they're operating only in somewhat warm climates, California and Texas and Arizona, I think is very telling, right? I'm not 100% sure that these cars would operate well in, you know, a really wet climate or a really snowy climate or, or something like that. Not to mention a huge city like New York City or Chicago or Washington, D.C. or somewhere like that. But we will find out. Wow, that's really interesting. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Absolutely.